Dare we open Pandora's mystic box? To every generation, a slayer is born, except this time, there were six. This is the dimension of imagination. You are entering the mystic zone. Do you ladies see that aura? Something wonderful this way comes. Mystic Marion, and today we're going to talk about how the mystics live healthy. But first, I'd like for each mystic to introduce herself. Hi, I'm Mystic Margie, the Mystic Illuminator. I am Mystic Joanne, the Mystic Defender. I am Mystic Katie, the Mystic Truth Teller, I think. <laughs> and uh, the best is always for last, and I'm the Queen Gail. We really are missing Mystic Mary today because she's the nebulous mystic. And I have, I have, it has fallen my lot to be the host of this podcast. And I'm very nebulous about the subject that we're <laughs> going to be talking about today. So you Please define it. nebulous. Nebulous is cloudy. <laughs> okay. Is it Mary says it's something fading to maroon or mauve or some color. <laughs> Well, it's probably that, too. If I remember right, the first time I heard of this topic from Gail, she mentioned something about a path. And I went back and tried to find the email, and it was gone. It was either path less traveled. I, somewhere in my mind, it became alternative lifestyles. But I don't think that's really what we're talking about today. So, Margie, would you like to tell us how you stay healthy? Okay. Well, I try to stay healthy by, um, of course, eating um, things that are good for me, not eating sugar and walking every day, and also to do things that I love to do, like paint. Well, everybody in Auburn, Alabama knows Margie because they see her every day walking. She's, she's a, a very distinctive figure because she has dark black hair with a white splash in front and I see her walking every day and sometimes I stop and talk to her. I like to eat sugar so to stay healthy I uh, walk through the water three days a week but I have to get up at four in the morning to get to the pool on time to do this because it takes me half an hour to drive to the pool but I mostly stay healthy with Tai Chi which I'll be talking about later. Oh how do I stay healthy? I love to hike. And I guess I'm like Margie in walking, but I really love to walk through the woods. And so that is not like exercising for me. But I also do Tai Chi with Gail. And I will be talking about like have being healthy in mind, body, and spirit. This is Katie. And I stay healthy by like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> taking taking care of your 50 grandchildren? Uh, yeah, it's running after grandchildren and a couple some dogs and various other people and creatures and actually my real effort is that I try to do something where I'm moving every day and also try to eat as healthfully as I possibly can, which isn't always it every moving day. every day is this like x-rated? No. Not not that much fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, just try to either walk or do something or make sure even if I'm working in the yard or doing something like that. You know, I get on binges like most of us do of trying to, 
to like be really dedicated to something and that lasts until I get too busy to do it. And so I figured out that I have to integrate health in every day in some way. And otherwise, it's not going to happen. And you have to love your exercise. Mm-hmm. For, it yeah. to, for you to continue to do it, you have to love it. When I was growing up, Mama, this is back you know, during the 50s when processed food became the rage. Mama never would, we never ate, sand- she took great pride in the fact that we did not eat sandwiches, we did not eat cold cereal, and we did not eat Campbell's soup. <laughs> we oh had my gosh. That's un-American, and, isn't and, and it? When other children's mothers would come over or we would go on play dates with other children and the mother would bring out sandwich stuff and Campbell's soup, I could see Mama not say a word because she never would, but I could see a slight change in her demeanor. But that's so un-American. I mean, Campbell's soup oh is no, like I red, mean, white, no, and no. blue, isn't I it? I we admire Mama for We doing had homemade that. soup, and we had, I didn't eat anything, I did not eat any breakfast food as a child, so I had potato pancakes I for um, breakfast. I, growing up, uh, we ate as healthy as, as 12 children could, I guess, but we always had a vegetable. My sister is always saying that, you know, we had well-balanced meals, but if it weren't for sandwich meat, bread, pasta, and tuna fish, we probably would have starved. I bet I could count on my digits how many pieces of sandwich meat I've had in my life. It's probably, considering the way it's made, that's probably right. a very good thing, now, 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 let me back up. Let me back up to be completely honest here. A lot of times on Sunday nights, we would just, I guess we would just forget all of that, and she'd fry Spam. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spam is not really luncheon meat. It's not like what you get it's at, it's not like bologna or something. It's worse. It, yes, yes <laughs> it worse. is. If you're trying to defend right. Spam, you can stop right there. Actually, it is the national dish of Hawaii. It is also a delicacy in Japan. Yes. Yeah. We yes. would have grits and fried Spam for Sunday night supper a lot of times when I was little, after being healthy the rest of the week. Well, every You do need, I mean, I had a, a law partner that used to say that you needed your grease fix. It made, well. it made your coat shiny. <laughs> well, I w- was the product of a single parent working mother uh-huh. and so we were TV dinner kids and I probably had every TV dinner known to man I think turkey with that funky gravy was my favorite okay there was a period of time when I pretty much quit going to school and uh, daddy <laughs> sold TV dinners in the store where they did Morton or was it Swanson? Swanson, maybe. Swanson. Swanson. We, we sell TV dinners in the store, and I loved that turkey TV dinner because the turkey didn't really taste like turkey. No. But that gravy and that bread that was in the gravy. Uh-huh. That I was supposed to be stuffing. I would watch, <laughs> the, I would watch the Patty Duke show and <laughs> eat those TV dinners, and it would be getting dark, and I'd think, okay, now I've got to start working on getting to stay home tomorrow. Well, when I had Rivers, because I was a much better mother than my mother, I would give him the big size TV <laughs> dinners, which is, <laughs> I think they're called big man TV dinners. And I can remember the corn looked like yellow front teeth. It was so big. Well, <laughs> we all know what I saw. We all know that I've seen corn come back on the playground too many times <laughs> when I went to public school <laughs> to ever eat whole kernel yellow corn again. Well, and a little side, uh, a little side comment to TV dinners. 
because I'm an ex-estate sale dealer, I cannot tell you how many old people kept their TV dinner tins and their lean cuisine, later on their lean cuisine tins, didn't throw them away so you could open a cabinet and they'd be tumbling out of the cabinet. Well, there I so have many. to admit that for a long time I kept Christopher Edwards' pie tins because they all had scripture in the box. <laughs> well, that's just wrong. <laughs> now, and we will talk about spirituality later. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to Joanne, I'll quote some scripture. <laughs> that's right. I don't care how you get your scripture. It's all important. <laughs> it's part of a healthy diet, isn't it? <laughs> and and yes. Christopher Edwards' pie is also part of a healthy diet. I think they are. That must only be in the country in Jernigan because I've never heard of them. Well, maybe it's Mrs. Edwards. It's Mrs. Oh, it Edwards. is Mrs. Mrs. Edwards. Edwards. Christopher was her son. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. I don't know. Saint Christopher. Is there a Saint Christopher TV dinner? I don't no, think, think so. so. <laughs> Isn't that what's on airplanes? Is a traveler? <laughs> <laughs> yes, KLM serves them. <laughs> well, when I was in June, no high school, the early days of high school. I met two boys who were Seventh-day Adventists, and they were mighty cute. So I, of course, immediately became interested in the book of Leviticus with those two Seventh-day Adventist boys. And so from them, I learned to eat by the book of Leviticus. You didn't, you didn't do Deuteronomy? No, Can you get this <laughs> diet online? Well, yeah, Deuteronomy <laughs> would have been manna. That would have been great. I <laughs> ate by the book of Psalms. Well... <laughs> They ate by the book of Leviticus, but, you know, that didn't last. What was that diet? Well, it's the... Or is it? You don't eat cloven... You don't eat Cloven feet? You don't (laughs) eat... Let's see, you can eat cow, but you can't eat pig. You can't eat camel. You can only eat the foods of animals that do not have cloven feet and chew their cud. And from the sea, you can only eat them if they have fins and scales. So shrimp are out. Yeah, so any every kind time, of, every yeah. time somebody starts quoting their scripture with their constitution, you know, they don't believe in this, that, or the other, I'll watch to see if they eat shrimp the next time. <laughs> I'm very, very interested in, please raise your hand, mystics, if you've ever had camel. No. Okay, so that's collect. not a problem for me to not eat camel. I have a collection of camel figurines. I know, because I've added <laughs> to them. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think. Jared, I think my son has eaten camel when he was in Dubai. I see. Yeah, it's just, you know, something you have to try. Or is that camel cigarettes? Yeah, I've never had a camel cigarette. I'm afraid he's tried those too. <laughs> <laughs> I also collect camel cigarette packages. Can uh, well, I don't really still. Is that kind of like S and H green stamps? Yeah, you I can get so many and get buy an, get an iron. They had really good cam. They had really good packaging for a while. They and did, I, and I was, would have a big Ziploc bag at home. But I also have some metal ones from a long time ago. Ooh, that have the, the cam. Well, we're sort of off the topic, aren't Are we? we? Really? Well, you're talking about living. We're talking about food. We're talking about cigarettes. Diet. Well, don't smoke. Don't smoke. (laughs) Wear your seatbelt. And, of course, get a COVID shot. Get your vaccinations, yes. I don't want to dominate this conversation. So somebody else talking about your healthy living. I think Joanne has something. Why don't we we talk about a week that was mystic and then the mystic opus corner and then... The stamp of excellence, <laughs> and I'm good with that. Okay, and then we'll go to the subject. How's that? All right. I only answered 
three of the five because we've had new instructions on our outline. But who has a week that was mystic? Okay, Katie. It was last week, Uh not this week. Uh, We don't care. Okay, so forget I said that, everybody out there in (laughs) listening land. (laughs) So we were, last week, had the the joy of going to Glacier National Park and hiking. Yeah, fabulous place. We had a few adventures. We were not eaten by bears, which was, you know, I mean, I can think of, Worse ways to go, and you know, if a bear is hungry, you, you know, I've there's no worse way to go than being eaten I by don't know, a bear. There probably are, but I've I seen <laughs> the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, we um we had a car, our rental car broke down on a road in Glacier that's very trafficked, but not it's there's no cell service, there's no shuttle service, and there are no taxis. And this is the east in side Glacier. of Glacier. Mm-hmm. So anyway, our Real car broke down, and it just so happened this lovely young couple pulled up behind us before we knew what was going on with the car, and they were just taking pictures. But we got out and popped the hood, and they pulled around with their large pickup truck and their pull-behind pop-up camper and said, what's wrong? And they said, we said, well, we think the car's overheating. So he jumps out and pulls out his, his water can and pours it into the radiator, and it goes in the radiator and right out the bottom of the car. Wow. So anyway, we realized we weren't going anywhere. And we were about eight miles from the hotel we were supposed to stay in that night. It just so happened also that a park ranger had just pulled somebody over down the road, and he was coming back by, so we waved him down. And he gave one of our party a ride to the hotel, which was about eight miles away, which we thought was only two miles away, and we were going to walk. And then this young couple rearranged their entire truck and let us gave us a ride up to the hotel. And it turned out they were from Georgia, and <laughs> and they were recent graduates of Kennesaw State University. Oh my gosh! And they were couldn't find jobs when they first graduated, so they were touring the United States in their truck and camper, and just you know exploring the world. And and you know they could have looked at us and thought we aren't picking those old folks up. Or da, 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 da. So anyway, they took us to the hotel and s- and saved our feet and. Maybe not our lives, but there were bears on the road, so we could have been eaten. At least this didn't happen in going to the Sun Road. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. that, that would have been, <laughs> yeah, we would have just been in the, you know, <laughs> dr- pushed over into the canyon or something. At any rate, so we um, we tried to, you know, give them some money. And the young woman who was this gorgeous woman anyway said, oh, no, this is karma. We must do this. We will, it would just be, and she started crying, and I started crying. <laughs> and we thought, the world is good. You know, yes. really? Yes. So yeah. So that's it. Yeah. That was long, long story. All right. Does uh, anybody else have a week I that works? I do. Say, and I, I'll just yeah. to add to Katie's, that was where I had my b- walk with the bear. It was in Glacier National Forest. And it was on off the, s- I guess I'm thinking where we stayed was off of the road to the sun. So you weren't even there yet. My favorite thing that happened to me in Glacier was we walked into this little restaurant. I think it was at the end of the road going to the sun. We were starving. We walked in and the cook was looking out at me and I had on an Auburn hat and he said, War Eagle. And I waved and said, oh, thank you. And then he starts looking at us and I thought, well, okay, he's interested because we all went to the same university. He comes out, he knew my kid that was with me. So he uh, he bought our lunch for us. So we got a free lunch and a, and a war eagle. I, w- I wanted to tell my week because yeah. I finally got to see my precious grandson, Song Song, in Yellow Springs, Ohio. We haven't seen him in almost two years because of COVID. Are you no, calling him really? Song Song now? Well, his name's Ben Song, but he likes to be called Song Song. His name is spelled in English because it's, it's Chinese, C-O-N-G, so it looks like Kong, but it's pronounced Song. 
as he would say, song, song, song. But <laughs> he's adorable, and we get so they had just moved into a new house, so we had a, a great time. And one day we went to Amish country, which is south of Yellow Springs, and to this great bakery. But I swear, every it was almost like COVID city because there were all these motorcycle gangs and everything that drove up. And Forrest and my husband Wayne and Song Song and I were the only people in the whole place to put on masks. And everybody stared at us, but we didn't care. But we could eat outside, so we did do that. And then we hiked in the trails. It's a wonderful place to hike. Ohio has got some fabulous trails. So we, you know, we had a great week. So um, that was, you know. Your mystic week. My mystic week. I jotted down a couple (coughs) of things that didn't happen during the same week, but... Over the last few weeks, <coughs> I don't think we should fail to mention Margie's studio. Oh, yeah. That was pretty, that was Thank pretty, you. pretty great <coughs> mystic visit to Margie's studio. And then when Joanne was away, my son and I picked her garden a couple of times and saw her twig house. I don't know if you realize Joanne has built a twig a house. A twig house, Joanne. <laughs> yes. And not only does Joanne have a twig house like the ones at the museum. At the museum. But deer come trotting up while you're picking her garden and watch you pick her vegetables. And they think they're their vegetables. They think they're their vegetables. And one other small thing, and I wonder if anybody at this table wants to own this. One morning this past week, on my front porch was a bag of milagros. Milagros? Mm -hmm. Where do milagros grow? <laughs> in so Guatemala, I don't know on the bracelet. Did a mystic leave these no, milagros? No, 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 no. Somebody on next door said some kind soul left two bags of groceries on my front steps, and he said I ate all the chips, and then I thought this might be someone's order, and they've just brought it to the wrong <laughs> house. Well, Nobody ate the milagros, but I'm very proud to have them. So whoever's out there in TV land, thank you. Well, our next step is the Mystic Opus Corner. And uh, I'm skipping that because I'm saving what I have to say about a book when we get to Mystic CC. So anybody read a good book this week? I did. What was it? I reread it. It's so good. It's called Ghosty Men by Franz Lids. Franz Lids? L-I-D-Z. Oh. And it is, I don't know that it's a book for everybody. I see all the mystics are jotting it down. Y'all might not like it at all. But a man, Franz Lids, wrote a memoir of his own eccentric family woven with the Collier brothers story. Now, who were the Collier brothers, the boys that were blocked in their house? The two brothers that lived in Harlem. (coughs) back when Harlem in its glory days. And they had so much junk they couldn't get out yeah, of the house. Yeah, their daddy was a doctor, and they had a glorious three-story, I believe, house. Did they starve to death because they couldn't get out? Homer went blind and also had arthritis so badly that he had to sit up. He, he says he never went to sleep. He was just in one position and couldn't move. And Langley would go out. He was scared to go out there during the day after Harlem became more a more dangerous area. So he would wait until night and go out and walk to find food and bring it back in to blind Homer. But they had so much stuff. And when I say hoarding, yeah, they did have... Th- I had to unsubscribe from the New York Times for this very reason, but they had so many <laughs> newspapers <laughs> stacked up that... Um, you had to go and t- 
McConnells, you know, through <coughs> their house. But they also had, I've seen inside the, the house, they had gorgeous antique furniture, and the details of the house were gorgeous. Of course, by the time they were found, um, Langley had gotten caught in one of his own snares. They had boarded up all the windows and put snares in because people picked on them. They were bullied and broken in on. And so Langley had strung up snares to catch intruders and he caught himself in one. And I believe one of the piles of newspapers fell down and crushed is, him. Is, is there any reason for us to read this book now? And he was on his way <laughs> toward <laughs> Homer to feed him and died and Homer starved to death. Oh my God. It's a very sad story. But yeah, because yeah. I'm not telling you Franz Liszt's story. Oh, I'm it's just woven in. Talk about healthy living. Yeah. Yes. yes. What happened to no that dad? The he. We don't know why he moved out. Well, he moved out because he couldn't stand his kids. Uh, Wait, the father was still alive? I just assumed they the inherited the house. He, no, the father was dead by this time. But, but while the, the parents were still married, the father got another address. And they lived there with their mother who doted on them, and they doted on her. And then after she died... That happened in the Thomas Wolfe family. The mother moved out, left the kids with the that dad. That happened all the time out in Jernigan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Well, anybody else read a good book last week? Not last week. Uh, we can skip over the Opus Corner. Well, I started reading This Is Happiness, but um, it's pretty dense, so just uh, it, You know, the w one thing I have to say <coughs> about that book is it takes so long to read because you have to reread the mm -hmm. beautiful words and the beautiful turns of the phrases. It's just so gorgeous. Well, now we're to the mystic stamp of excellence, and I am going to flip that with my comment. I am not giving a stamp of excellence to our local newspaper, and that is because I wrote them and said there are no women on the sports page, and for about a month, the they managed to put two or three women in there. Of course, we do have the Olympic all-around gymnast coming to Auburn. So She's here. She is here. He would put those pictures in the paper every day, but I don't think the sports editor at the OA News knows that women are athletes. So I've been counting the pictures again this week, <laughs> and there's not a single one of a woman in our local newspaper. Well, this was not intended, but I would give the city of uh, Auburn not the mystic seal of approval. About two months ago, a power line snapped on Finley Drive and it lay in the road for two weeks and I called and I called and finally they admitted that it was AT&T and AT&T came out there and fixed it but in the meanwhile they cut down a lot of limbs to make sure that the line and the um, pole did not snap again and they left them in the street. In the middle of the road? Down the side of the road, you have to kind of dodge two piles of rubbish. Yeah. Is this so the city of Auburn? Well, I would think it would be the city's duty to come and, and pick up the right-of-way. And this is obviously the right-of-way. It's not only the right-of-way, it's the road-of-way. So I'm going to have to call them again and be the... Call Ron Anders. Well, I'm about to show up at a city council because Finley Drive only has three families living on it. And the camps are one, and so they ignore us. Well, I quit going to city council because they meet at 7, and that's when American Idol's on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to now. 
<laughs> well, I'm, I'm watching uh, America's Got Talent, so maybe if I can figure out who's going to win that, I'll have to go to a meeting. <laughs> I have a shout out of excellent, <coughs> sorry, oh, of good. excellence. <laughs> um, this is a positive one to our granddaughter, Maggie Mason, who Ooh. has started at Auburn University. And she's majoring in history. She's been telling me some things about her professors, but I'm not going to say anything because one of them might listen to us. <laughs> and I, I doubt it. I don't. W I would not <laughs> want to get her class assignment. <coughs> I don't want to get her in trouble. But she is a really a plant person, and she's brought all of her house plants with her, and they're in her dorm, and they're also in our plant room. Which is a very healthy thing because yes. the plants will turn over the carbon dioxide. Yeah, and give, give them oxygen. Oxygen, exactly. And clean the air. So anyway, yay, so Maggie. Yay, Maggie. She's doing really She's good. She's your stamp of excellence. She's at my stamp of excellence, yes. And, and I was mistaken for her mother helping her instead bring Instead of her granny. Instead of her grandmother, so I felt good. Yeah, they mistake you for my mother all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Because we, we look alike. Sometimes I claim to be your sister. Yeah, you claim to be my sister today, girl. Uh, well, okay. Uh, we are now to the Mystic CC, no, which no, is... No, no, I didn't get my stamp of excellence. Oh, you can't have one of... You can pick three well, of the five. But so I'm not going to do um, CC. Okay, I don't go, go for it. Go for it. My stamp of excellence is going to go to Gerald Neal Callahan, who wrote one of my favorite books I've ever read called Faith, Madness, and Spontaneous Human Combustion that I've recommended <laughs> to Excellent. a lot of people, and I don't think any of them have ever read it except Mary Danzak. Did she like it? She loved it. I gave it to her when her dad died, and she said it was the perfect book for her at that point in, time Did in her life. Did he combust? No. no, but Gerald Callahan was a professor at Colorado State University in two departments, immunology, microbiology, pathology, and the Department of English, where he taught creative writing. Ah. So he is one of the best writers I've ever read. He believed that the stories we tell are infectious agents with the power to heal or destroy. And I wrote to him a couple of years ago, and he wrote back to me. And then I checked in on him every now and then, and sadly I found out that he died at age 73 last year. Oh. And I read his obituary, and it said... Purpose, um, it said on August the 6th at 73 years of age, he purposely peeled his fingers loose from the grasses and the hollow stones and fell into the stars. Oh, that's oh, beautiful. wonderful. I might read that book. And he What's the name of it again? Faith, Madness, and Spontaneous Human Combustion. And he loved dogs. He loved did. Dogs. And yes. his name again? Gerald N. Callahan. And that alone would earn uh, him. Are you um, taking our Mystic Minutes, Miss Margie? Kind of. Well, send us the name of that book. Okay. Now we're to <coughs> the Mystic CC, and this is my biggest comment because I'm going to combine that with my Opus Corner because one of my goals, I went to Washington, D.C., what, three weeks ago, and my goal was to have my picture taken with the fetching Duchess Goldblatt. And if you haven't read Becoming Duchess Goldblatt, well, I feel sorry for you. It was one of my, it's one of my top three books this year. But anyway, so where would Duchess Goldblatt's picture be but the portrait gallery? So I go to the portrait gallery, and information in the Smithsonian, the portrait gallery, is a guy named Earl, and he's sitting on TV, and you're Zooming with information. It's this huge TV. And so I walk up to the TV knowing I'm the 100,000th person that's asked this, and I said, can you tell me where the portrait 
uh, the p- the <laughs> portrait of Duchess Goblat is, and he goes, "I have no clue who is that." <laughs> <laughs> so I start telling him the whole story, and of course, he I think he's been bored, pretty much bored, sitting there waiting for someone to come. The whole story of Duchess Goblat, and he so he looks her up on his phone. We're both trying to find her on the phone, and there's all this information on the person that's assumed her name and has written this book. So finally he does find out that in fact she's not in the portrait gallery and neither is Miss Obama or Michelle. They're traveling, those big portraits. In every city I'm going to this year, they will have left the week before, so I won't get to see those portraits. So they sent me over to the National Gallery, which I think is fitting. So I walk up to information desk, and it's real people, and I said, I'm looking for the portrait of Duchess Goblat, and uh, everybody behind the desk said, who? <laughs> so I finally found her. She's in Gallery 46. Are you listening out there so you don't have to do what I did? She's in Gallery 46, and I had my picture taken with her. Of the National Art Gallery? Uh-huh, the National Did you go back and tell Earl? <coughs> Earl sent me there. And then when I got up to the picture and I was uh, I was having my traveling companion take my picture in front of the Duchess, I said to the guard, I bet this happens every day. And he looks at me like I am crazy <laughs> and said, I think <laughs> you're the first. <laughs> so that's my CC trip. I have a CC. I have a Mystic C. Tum um de Danau, which is Tum on the Danube. That's where my sweet little grandchildren and son and daughter-in-law now live. And it is a wonderful little town, about 10,000 people. Is that near Gatlinburg? No, dear. It's in Austria on the Danube. <laughs> oh, the, the I don't Danube. know that there's a Danube in Tennessee. On the tube. I thought you said, well, on the tube. <laughs> but it is a wonderful little town. It's a pre-Roman town. They think that it was established by the Celts and that the name Tulm is a Celtish word. What it means, I'm not sure. They have a bike trail on the Danube. Jeremy's house is three blocks from it. It is just absolutely quaint and delightful. They have these huge statues. They are one of Marcus Aurelius, who was a Roman Caesar, Kaiser, as they say there. And uh, he ruled there. They have Roman ruins there. They have the towers, the part of the Roman wall still. But what I loved best, they have a huge monument called the Nibelungbrunnen, which is the Nibling Fountain. And it is a fountain of Krumhild, the Queen of Burgundy, and meeting Attila the Hun. And they say (laughs) (laughs) they met right there in Tulm, and I believe they married. They uh, nibbled each other. They yeah, uh, nibbling the nibblings of the uh, the Huns. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the Huns. <laughs> it's a gorgeous statue. I mean, it's bigger than life, longer than life, in this little bitty town. Wow. Yeah. Oh well, as you were telling th- about that when we were talking, I was saying, well, we rode bikes in Yellow Springs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just thinking that. So I was traveling and got to see Glacier and all those wonderful things. But then when we got Were there any glaciers in Glacier? They're not as many as there used to be. And uh, they're they're much smaller. I didn't even realize they were glaciers when I was looking at them. They look more like leftover snow from last year, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, we got home and I was 
sitting on our back porch looking out the window and trying to get caught up on things. And we have a bird bath out there, but it has a mister on it. So there's water going into it all the time, a fine mist. And over a day, I saw so many varieties of birds and various things playing in that. And it was it was hot. We're in Alabama. It was hot, August in Alabama. And all of these critters were just climbing in there and just flapping around and throwing water at each other. It was just like a slash park for, for wildlife. And then there was a cicada on there, too, that was actually under the mister kidding. And I, it might not have made it. I didn't see it, whether it flew off or was blown off in the belly of one of the birds that was visiting. But anyway, it was nice to come home to a to something like that. And as we're sitting here again at Gail's window watching the birds come by, yeah. it's just, you know. The, the humming, we put a <laughs> new light up that's supposed to light up if there's motion. And we have like... 800 hummingbirds coming and so the first night it was up the light kept going on and off and I was pretty sure we were going to be murdered because someone was in the backyard walking around and it was the evening hummingbirds getting their last little drink and they'll it'll they'll light it up at night Mm, I bet yeah well the point being too that you know as wonderful as the world is to see it's also pretty wonderful to be right here in Alabama that's right places and and you saw a tanger a tanager, yeah, tanager, tanager, yeah, tan, yeah, a female summer tanager. I I don't think I can either. I can't identify them, or they don't come my way. So anybody else traveling, or should we go on to the mystic bites? The mystic bites are fine with me. I gave the mystics my mystic bites. Everybody got chocolates from Austria. Yummy. Yes, Mozart Kugeln, which means Mozart balls. <laughs> but they are wonderful. <laughs> Chocolate. Is there any almond in that box? No, there is not. I made sure there's coconut. Okay. But there, the the Mozart balls are musical. One, one type they are beautiful, but one type has hazelnut filling, and the other one has pistachio filling. So I said they were musical. Oh, you can sing to them. Yeah. They will make you sing. <laughs> My Mystic Bites actually came from Mystics over the past week. I can't tell you how much food I got from Mystics. I got, I was, uh, as I said, we harvested Joanne's garden a couple of times. Katie left figs on the porch, and the Langleys provided tomatoes, peppers, bread, yeah. uh, well, et cetera. So my Mystic Bites were literally Mystic Bites. <laughs> Well, my mystic bite this week is someone gave me some smoked salmon from Alaska. And what I didn't know, Mm -hmm. they go on these big, probably expensive fishing trips. And when they come back with their salmon, they get to take home that weight of salmon already smoked and in sealed packages. Wow. So someone gifted me some of theirs. And so I... I uh, have no idea what to do with smoked salmon, so I started making salmon dip. Oh, no, 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 no. Lox and bagel. bagel. Lox, bagels, no, and cream no, cheese. No, no, no. That's oh what Bob yum. was doing with them. I'm um, cooking with them. With <laughs> so as I was saying, so what I decided to do was make salmon dip. Mm. And so I took out, I got online and found every single recipe for salmon dip. And I think I have found the exact one, the Queen's salmon dip. It has it has this a southern secret in it, but if any of our listening audience wants to know my recipe, or they think they have a better one, they can contact us at our web page or our email. 
and maybe I'll tell you the southern secret in my salmon dip. Well, I have a, a, <coughs> a support for your salmon dip told to me by my friend Carol in Mobile. We love those Clawson kosher dill pickles that are already sliced. And so she said, take one of those pickles and just put the salmon spread on it. And it's delicious. Oh, yeah. oh, good idea. Yeah. Good idea. Wonderful. Now I'm hungry. Me too. <laughs> Anybody else with the Mystic Bite? I have some great, I forget the name right now, I could go look it up, but I, because I brought it for us to eat later. It's brie and blue cheese mixed. I get it at Kroger. Mm. From Mr. Mike? Oh, Mr. Bill. Mr. Bill. Mr. Yes, Bill. from Mr. Bill. He rec- It's one of his top cheeses, and I totally agree. It, I can hardly keep it in my house because <laughs> it just gets eaten. Thank you, Mr. Bill. I hope yeah. you're listening. Are we going to say anything else about health? No, we're going. Now we are to our topic, which is health. I've got a lot to say. Well, go right ahead, Gail. <laughs> oh. Do you wa- all right. Well, November will be my fifth, starting my fifth year of Tai Chi. And in Tai Chi years, that means I'm in elementary school, maybe second, third grade. The thing about Tai, everything about Tai Chi is fun and healthy but it also just tickles me. As a young woman, I only believed in strenuous exercise, racquetball, swimming, and as a result, I've had a knee replacement, shoulder surgery, another (laughs) shoulder surgery, and so there's a time when you need to rethink your exercise, and I think after age 70 might be a good time. So instead of swimming, I'm walking through the water, and I decided to try Tai Chi, although I don't know. It just seemed to me I wouldn't stay with it very long. But there really is compelling evidence that Tai Chi, which looks like mindful dancing maybe, prevents many health problems, especially for people of an age. Tai Chi is really easy to learn, but it's difficult to master. Yes. There's 108 movements in Tai Chi, and this is what I like so much about it. I, I love the the names of the movements. And it was, of course, a martial art in the beginning. It was early Chinese forms. The names of the movements are box both ears, which I just think is fun, draw the bow and shoot, parry and punch, ward off, and repulse the monkey. So obviously this is a martial art. The other movements... Other movements have animal actions, like white crane bows to the moon. Golden rooster stands on one leg. Snake creeps down. Lion plays with the ball. Phoenix spreads its wings. And then there are just movements that are human actions, like playing the lute. The immortal points to the road. No, pointing the road to the immortals. And fair lady weaves the shuttle. So who can resist doing that? Who can resist, uh, say, snake creeping down? I love that one. Or box with both ears. And my sister mystic, Joanne, has been taking Tai Chi, and maybe she might have a few comments about it. She may, but before she can speak, this is Katie, and I think that the reason you love this is because it's a word thing. I I I mean, it is such a gorgeous the names are great. So anyway, yeah. just had to put my two cents worth. That is that is very true. I love the words. Well, Tai Chi is, you know, some people say it is 700 years old. Some say 1,500 years old. It was started by the Taoist monks. Back then, like many martial arts, back then the common people could not have weapons. 
but the samurai were very they were bullies basically and they had weapons they did have weapons but the common people could not and so in order to ward off some of the attacks (laughs) by (laughs) the the samurai these people learned how to use simple ways to defend themselves and so hence like you said ward off is one of them and all this other snake creeps by you know all the the movements are based on things that you could really hurt somebody with if you did them purposely one of my favorites is when we do a single whip and you hold your fingers together like you have a pinch of salt and bring it to your back that is a groin shot. So I always <laughs> well, remember that one. Us know. I didn't <laughs> I realize always that. Remember I'll that. be trying that out later. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but I like the Tai Chi because of its mindfulness. And I have learned that, as, as you say, as we get of an age, I started, I've always had a low center of gravity, and people know that I'm the shortest mystic, and I always had a very low center of gravity, and it was always pretty balanced, but started not I couldn't stand on one leg anymore and it's hard to put on your underwear when you can't stand on one leg exactly you have to lean up against something um (laughs) so tai chi has brought that back and when I don't do tai chi for a long period of time like going on a trip I find that I'm losing my balance again so it is a mindful thing and it is a spiritual thing and you have to as Gail said you really have to to master it you have to practice and practice but Even the idea of, now, where is my hand? Where is my foot? Where am I turning? And all of that brings about a mindfulness and a spirituality, I think. It's like a meditation. It sounds like it's very hard to do, but it's not. You know, we, we have elementary classes in my backyard on Tuesday, and I don't think any of it's hard. Well, it's like, you know, learning to ride a bicycle was not that difficult. Well, it was for me. I didn't learn until I was 12, but... You can ride a bicycle, but to do the Tour de France, that would take another le- level. <laughs> so you can do Tai Chi, <laughs> but to do it like a master Mar- would be uh, something different. Yeah, I think, I think Mar- yes, I've been wanting to say that I am also learning Tai Chi. Of course, I am on the tricycle. <laughs> <And> <laughs> You're a kindergarten. Yes, I'm in kinder. Well, I'm preschool. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> anyway, but it's it's really wonderful. And um. Um, I enjoy doing it in Gail's backyard every Tuesday morning when I get up that early. Maybe when I get my car back, Ah. I'll join y'all. You can come in your jammies. It's all right. I'll come in my jammies for sure. There is a real master of Tai Chi, and it's certainly not Gail Langley, that taught us everything we know. I don't know if she should be ashamed because I don't know that much. Her name is Kitty, and she is a wonderful teacher. She took August off, so we're meeting in my backyard so we won't forget what what Tai Chi is. Exactly. I want to say yeah. a little bit about traditional Chinese medicine since y'all have talked about Tai Chi. One of the things that attracted me to traditional Chinese medicine to begin with was the names of the herbal formulas. They are so poetic and you're absolutely right. One of the reasons I fell in love with that system of medicine was the the poetry of it. Some of the names I jotted down were Heavenly Emperor's Formula, Peaceful Spirit, Women's Precious. (laughs) My very favorite was Free and Easy Wanderer because... Oh my God. They sound like Tai Chi Wait, moves. No, what, what are these for? for this what is well, they're four different things. The, the free and easy wanderer I took to calm heart. Oh. I, 
that was why I had a hard time getting a handle on this topic is there's so much to say that you can't say. You can't simplify it for a podcast. I got you. Yeah, but, but the formulas are for various things, and the, the beauty of that system of medicine is that it, it treats the individual, not the symptom. So, you know, somebody might take free and easy wanderer for a different reason than somebody else, but basically it's a calm down. It's a puts your heart at peace. So how do you determine, Marianne, if you are, and I know you're not an expert no more than we are of Tai Chi, but how do you determine what a person needs? You do their, their pulse. You listen, you feel their pulse. You look at their tongue. The different areas of the tongue correspond with different parts of the body. For example, if you have a very red end of the tongue, you have heart heat. And, of course, in Chinese medicine, you're trying to balance. <laughs> and all the mystics are looking at their mirrors, but go ahead. <laughs> you're trying to balance heat and cold in the body and damp and dry in the body instead of having anything. Some being too wet or too well, hot. Well, t <laughs> and if you have damp and heat together, you're going to get something like a tumor. Or, uh -huh. a, you know, you're going to get a congealed growth of some sort. If you oh don't my. get, the if you have people who have too much damp and too much heat in the same organ at the same time are running the risk of the heat congealing the damp. And it isn't it wonderful, like Tai Chi, you know, we find that it does do some wonderful things to your body by just very gentle movements, right. but that Chinese medicine you know, instead of, you know, well, you know, nor in Western medicine, they'd cut that tumor out right. <laughs> until you go away. And in Chinese medicine, you're trying to keep from getting it in the first place. Yeah, by wonderful. Various methods. Oh, that's, that's true with Tai Chi, too. The diet yeah. being one of the most important aspects of Chinese medicine. But uh, other things that I... Um, so do I have to give up gin and tonics? No, oh, you okay. do not. Tonics okay. good for you. Ex absolutely, <laughs> you don't. The basic thing that I first learned with diet was... Don't eat raw, which goes against everything we say over here. Right. Because, you know, we're taught that when you cook food, you cook the nutrition out of it. In Chinese medicine, the idea is if you already have slow digestion, which most people do, you're not digesting it well anyway. So if you cook it, you make it more digestible and you get more nutrition out of it. Don't drink with meals if you have to sip rather than gulp. Don't drink cold, especially with meals. Drink something warm like herb tea. There's so many simple changes that you can make without even giving up much. Isn't that funny? Because I have never drunk with my meals. I haven't either. Instinctively. Yeah. Well, I that's just not exactly true over well, here. Well, I drink before <laughs> my meals, and then I drink and after you my meals. And may, may I say that... All of you seem to be drinking a lot over here with your meals. <laughs> yeah, but you, but they sip rather than gulp. Right? Uh -uh. We are southern girls. They're we don't gulpers. Drink. We They're sip, gulpers. sip, sip. But the, the, the description of what I just described is that you don't want to put out the fires of digestion. And isn't oh. that in itself even pretty? Yeah. I mean, yes. Uh, yes. You don't say something like, you don't want to, what would we say? And what would we say? You don't want to get the indigestion oh, or burp it back burp up, it back <laughs> up. <laughs> all right girls but rather you say don't put out the fires of digestion i yes. love that terminology. speaking of drinking i've heard these girls say many times that they've undersubscribed to their wine club oh really now i don't think you can undersubscribe to a wine club <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you get in these wine clubs and you can't and you get just out. Can't get out. I know, Margie. Seriously. Yeah, it's like what? What is a club you can't get out of besides that? The na- Nazi Germany, maybe. No. Well, I was in for a while in Bright Cellars. One <laughs> of my names is Bright. So, or a timeshare. Yeah. Oh, you can't get out of a damn timeshare. That timeshare, that's for sure. Pretty difficult to get out of a marriage, too. Well, <laughs> some of us have managed. <laughs> All right, going on to healthy living. <laughs> well, you know, we should talk about unhealthy living in our next podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be easy. I've got that lots of suggestions. Be hours and hours of something. <laughs> One of the things about Chinese medicine that I like too is it helped it, it, back when I practiced it and was mindful of it on a daily basis, it gave me more insight into other people. For example, this is really simplistic to say, but when you get older, your liver gets tighter because you're producing less blood and and your heart's beating your blood, but it's only b- it's not beating it as far as it used to, so your extremities start to suffer. But also your liver gets tight, and when your liver gets tight, it gets hot because the blood's not, enough blood's not going there to keep it moist and cool. So that's why old people are crabby, you know, <laughs> and stubborn. Because oh, my liver's been hot. tight since hot I was 20. <laughs> <laughs> my liver was tight when I was a teenager. I thought that was caused from overuse of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> well, in some cases, I might say. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell myself that, you know, when I'm being... Crabby, I'll say, okay, you're acting like. Well, Joanne, did you say what you were going to say about spiritual health? Because I, I, um, I know we're getting. Is this a plenary indulgence sort of thing? But you know, what we are all talking about, you know, the tai chi and the mindfulness, the meditation part of it, the being mindful of what you eat and the combinations of it in Chinese medicine. So I think, you know, there's also a spirituality that comes about it. And I think, you know, in order to be very healthy, you have to have a healthy mind. Most of us are a little on the edge there, but <laughs> but that's why we're creative. Um, <laughs> and a healthy body. And we, ta- oh, as I was talking about spirituality, the batteries died. The devil must have done it. Anyway... We are talking about how a body needs mind, I mean, a healthy person needs mind, body, and spirit. And we talk about, we talk about religion all the time, but religion is just how you we express. We don't talk about religion all the time. Well, people talk about, you hear about religion everywhere in the press. I mean, if you have not, if you don't know Jesus, you can't run for political office. Your religion is how you express your spirituality. And there are many, many ways to do that. I think Tai Chi is a way to express spirituality. Of course, being the good Catholic girl that I am, Mass is the way that I express. How many times do you go to Mass a week? Two. Two? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes well, three. Depends on whether it's I a I noticed a they had a talk. sign out front that said confessions, six o'clock. And so tonight at six o'clock, I'm going to confess something to you girls. Okay, Tuesday at six o'clock. So you don't have to confess until Tuesday. Okay. And then Saturday at eight o'clock. And you got to be really bad if you <laughs> to go to well, eight o'clock. Can you give us an example of one of your confessions? I would rather not, but I can <laughs> tell you how it goes. <laughs> I mean, do, does the man behind the curtain in Oz know Actually, you? Actually, nowadays, you confess face-to-face. 
Really? Talking just like we are now, sure. It's more like counseling. I know. God knows already. Well, the only thing that intrigued me about it was the little booth. They were so pretty. Okay, well, there's still the booth. If you go, you kneel down, a little light comes on, and the priest knows you're sitting there, and he moves the little curtain and says, and then you say, bless me, Father, for I have sinned, and he blesses you, and... Um, then you start, you know, it been, it's been X number of days or X number of months or X number of years since my now last do confession. Do you confess venial sins? Oh, you confess everything. I mean, if you've got a mortal sin on your soul, you better get there quick because uh-huh. you could get hit by a car. Venial sins, eh, you know. <laughs> 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 Write those down. Can you yeah. just kind of save some for later? Sure. Well, no, you, when you confess, you're supposed to confess everything. Don't I save see. anything for later. Because, you know, there have been I saints. bet you hogged the booth. Oh there are people God. outside that booth tapping their foot, I Joanne. Truck well, <laughs> they're used they're to They're not I did dead. Have, I did have a confessor um, once upon a time that confessed to me also. And we would get in there, and after I would say my confession, we would talk. And so sometimes we'd lose track of the time. This seems <laughs> naughty, naughty. 40 minutes later, I'd become walking out, and he goes, Oh, wow, yeah, she was in there a long time. <laughs> it made me terribly uncomfortable when I was married to a Catholic that went to confession, and I bet it makes Jimmy uncomfortable, too, because you don't know when you walk into the mall and there's somebody from the church there, the priest might be there. You don't know what he knows about you. But you know what? I learned from being an attorney that they just put that out of their mind. They don't. Ha- I mean, y- your, your husband's business, everybody got business. <laughs> and so they don't want to think about all of that going on day in, day out. Well, so so we've got the spiritual. Do we have any other healthy issues here? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody else is healthy. I just wanted to mention that I am so admire you all for your spirituality, your Tai Chi, your Chinese medicine and knowledge for me it goes back to my it's whatever I can get done in the day seems to be um so well, that's but, admirable well I guess so yeah but I have been trying very hard to eat less meat and so I think what I'm called is a flexitarian I'm a, a struggling vegetarian nice. and yeah and so I when I was a little girl I since I was a little girl I was I loved meat I loved to you know I was very carnivorous as a child although I swear I didn't go chase things down or anything like that but at any rate, I've been trying really hard to do that, but I, it harkens back to my mother who, when she and my father went on their second date, he took her to a fancy restaurant in Montgomery, and she he ordered for it, and he ordered this giant steak, <laughs> and she didn't touch a bite of it. She may have picked at the baked potato, and he said, do you not like it? And she said, well, I'm actually a vegetarian, <laughs> and he'd never even heard of that, you know, <laughs> and so... So, so I, this was in a match made in it heaven? It was. It really <laughs> worked. He knew the de- the f- when he picked her up on their first date. Um, Did he say, he that's okay, I'm a Methodist? <laughs> no, he didn't, but that's he was, too, a Methodist. Yeah. Anyway, the first date they went on, she showed up with a big coat on, and underneath the coat was her pet goat. So he probably should have had a clue then. <laughs> at any rate. Um, but anyway, I just want to say that. First it's, a, it's a shame, Marion, that, that you and... Katie's dad <laughs> were <know>. so d- <laughs> such an age difference. Yeah. <laughs> you could have been the yeah. second one with the pet goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so but but all of this is to say that it, you know really this healthy thing is just about how we take day to day, and yeah. and you know it's it's sort of maybe like being a good Catholic that we're not perfect, 
but it sure is nice to know that we can work towards something and that, and that we and can that start you over can the next day. at 6 o'clock. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I think that's yeah. great. I, and it's blinking. The, the, the message by the, uh, I almost ran into it going to Publix. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I need to pull over and take a picture of this so everybody knows at 6 o'clock they can confess. And you just turn to the person next to you and say, uh, you know, I've been having an affair, an affair with Irving for 15 years, and I'm telling you now, it's 6 o'clock. But that's what all <laughs> spirituality is about, is improving yourself to a higher standard. Whether you are Buddhist, whether you are Hindu, whether you are Catholic, whether you are um, Native American, everybody aspires to be the better self. And that that's... That is what healthy living is about, and that's what spirituality is around. And there's only so much healthy living we have control over because of our environments. Yeah, We're exactly. We're surrounded by environmental uh, toxins. So I want to finish our, our podcast with something that has nothing to do with health, but it did crack me up, which is healthy living for me. Laughing uh, lowers your blood pressure, so go for so it. So I met a, <laughs> I visited a friend that uh, was in the higher ups at the Ringling Brothers Circus, and it sounded like her job was really wonderful. And I said to her, your every day sounds wonderful. And she says, oh, it wasn't. She said, I had to find, like, the driver for the clown. And I said, why can't the clown drive himself? And she goes, it's the shoes. (laughs) 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 So remember... Remember, I think we're about to wrap this, this podcast up, up, and I please. am so glad. <laughs> but we all want to do what? We want to remember to be, be the, the mom. flame <laughs> and not the sloth. Be the flame. We're not supposed to be the moth. This is what old age will do for <laughs> you. <laughs> We've got do you, have y'all seen the five elder. <laughs> Seen the what? Oh, they're so crazy. They teach you not to be your parents. Okay, let's try this one more time, ladies. We're not trying to be the moth here. Or our parents. (laughs) Or our parents. Be the the flame, flame, not not the the sloth. sloth.